Hello and welcome to episode three of Your Turn to Choose. It's the film podcast where we take it in turns to pick a film and then we watch it and we discuss it. That's about it. That's what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. Hello everyone. I'm one of your co-hosts, Gabriel, and I'm sit opposite my stupendous co-host, Sophie. Ah, thank you. I like that. Stupendous. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Are you excited about the film tonight? I'm really excited about the film tonight. It's a new one for me, a new one for you. It's Halloween. Gonna be spooky, but not too spooky. I'm excited. Do I need to say what it is? Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about what it is. What, what are we watching this week? This week we're watching my choice, Little Shop of Horrors. Ah, ah, ah. So it's, it's a horror film, but not a horror film. It's a little bit scary, but kind of pretty tame yeah i think it's pretty tame it's a pg so it's not going to be too crazy 1986 um it came out i think it's a bit of a cult classic yeah so we're not watching the because there was a version that came out in 1960 as well also a comedy horror film and i think it's best known to be one of the early appearances for jack nicholson in a film oh really there you go little fact We've talked about him before in this podcast. But we're not watching the Jack Nicholson one, we're watching this one. So do you want to give us a little synopsis? Yeah, I've Googled one, IMDb. So a nerdy florist finds his chance for success and romance with the help of a giant man-eating plant who demands to be fed. Oh my goodness. Like I said last week, I think the only thing I know about it is is the plant. I don't think I know anything else. But it's such an iconic kind of image. Yeah, I mean, that is the right image to be iconic from this. That's who we want to meet. That's who we want to see. Is a little bit Rocky Horror-ish? I haven't seen the film, but I expect so. Kind of silly, fun, good tunes. Yeah, I think so. So I've got a question for you about this. Oh, okay. You know it's a musical, right? Yeah. You're not normally a big musical fan. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'm still looking forward to it, because like you said, it's a little bit Rocky Horror-ish. Really enjoyed Rocky Horror. A bit daft, you know, silly songs, good fun. I'm not I'm not fully against musicals. I'm just I guess I'm just quite selective with the ones I like. Okay. And especially if they're a bit tongue in cheek, I feel like it'll be up my street, so yeah. yeah. So you might be singing the songs for the rest of the week? I think I might be, especially if they're really catchy. So so this one's based on the musical show, right? The Broadway show? Is that the way that it happened? I think so, because it sounded like the original 1960 version was based on a book. Yeah. Or like loosely based on a book. I think it was kind of unofficial. And then the Broadway show came along maybe based on the 1960 film. Off-Broadway, actually. Off-Broadway. It didn't even make it onto Broadway, Mm -hmm. okay. But yeah, your point still stands. And then they made it into a film. Off the off Broadway musical, and then they brought it back to Regent's Park Open Air Theatre the other year. Nice, and I had a great time. <laughs> so I'm glad it's still living on. Well, I hope you have all those good memories of sunny nights and probably M&S tinny cans. Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, nice. <laughs> all right. What other facts have we got about it? Oh yeah, originally Steven Spielberg was going to direct this film. And then it was going to be Martin Scorsese, so we really went through a list of distinguished directors. Eventually it went to Frank Oz, who was a big Muppets guy. Oh um, really? Which I suppose helped with you know the design of the big plant. So that's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, it's, it's going to be a big plant. I don't know. It might be a bit bigger than a Muppet. <laughs> well, some of the Muppets are fairly big, I guess. Cool. Well, I'm going to go and get my pyjamas and then let's stick on the film. <laughs> Do it. I'm already in mine. Nice. All right. See you on the other side. Welcome back. We've just watched the film, Little Shop of Horrors. What did you think? 
I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, let's let's just say first we uh, we're going to be talking about the whole film, so a lot of spoilers ahead. Um, I mean, yeah. people have had many years to watch it. <laughs> they like, have. It's old, okay. Yeah. Spoilers ahead. Like, go watch it if you haven't. When did it come out? More to the point, actually. It was the eighties. Was it um, early eighties? I think. I mean, mm. I'm doubting myself now. No, I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was um it was kind of mixed at moments, but the the good high points I really enjoyed. Oh no, but it was mixed. So not my favorite musical of all time, but the I mean, high same. points were hilarious and just fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. It was pretty fabulous and spooky. It was Halloween. Was it as good as you remembered from the stage show? I mean, I think it was. Yeah, like it was. It was really funny. Like the stage show. Like the big difference with the stage show was that the plant was actually an amazing drag artist so it wasn't just an actual plant on stage like there was an actual character with facial expressions and like more dynamic movement that was really different so it was good to see like the actual plant which I thought was amazing actually without going into too much detail of the animatronics all of that incredible let's talk about that first because it was an incredible feat of puppetry wasn't it I mean it's just I couldn't believe it amazing so like full of character and just unbelievable that it was built from scratch I mean they just don't make stuff like that anymore they really films, don't do they? and I think they built a few like for the different sizes as well so like there's there's multiple Audrey 2's out there somewhere hoping they're they're kept in storage <laughs> somewhere ready to break out yeah and eat everyone. yeah so apparently it was 13 foot high made of rubber and Kevlar the one at the end was just ridiculous it, like incredible that last scene at the end was it the Mean Green Mother was that the name of the song yeah I think it was called it had 51 puppeteers working on it wow you know using the different arms and controlling the tendrils and all the rest of it it was yeah. just just mad absolutely mad and like the choreography that must come with that like to get it to do all the right things and look really fluid like for that many people yeah. It's big. Like you say, I hope it is kept safely somewhere in storage because so. it's so cool to see. They should wheel it out at like I don't I think this was made by Universal, was it? But kind of Universal Studios equivalent. So you yeah. could go and see it because it was just so cool. It was very cool. It's a cult classic. The fans are out there. Maybe it will make an appearance. But like we were saying before, I think that kind of really fed through from the fact that the guy had done loads of stuff for the Muppets and clearly mm-hmm. just had an absolute massive love for puppets and yeah. making them as cool as possible. Possible. So yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. But I love that as well because like the Muppets is very like kid friendly, all of that. Like this character was not. Yeah. Mean green mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the guy obviously really got to cut loose and create something that was pretty gross when you looked in the mouth and oh, was God, like yeah. sinister <laughs> and scary. It was great. Had real sass though. I mean. I don't know what you expected. Like, I'd love to know what you expected from the plant. You knew there was a man-eating plant. Mm. Did you expect that voice? <laughs> I think I knew it talked, but I, yeah, I don't think I was expecting it. I mean, it was it was obviously quite a funny film up till then. Yeah. So it wasn't like a huge shocker, but it was just, yeah, I thought it was just a really nice touch to have such a funny voice. Fabulous um, voice. Do you know who played it? Yes, Levi Stubbs. Is he a singer as well? Do you know who he is? No. He is a singer of Four Tops fame. Ah, oh, Four Tops. So a big nice. deal. Oh, that's really cool. And he, yeah, it was obviously like a really fun part to play. So fun. Really daft. Yeah, I mean, his voice was amazing. Like, so silky smooth, mm-hmm. so sassy. Oh, yeah, I was really vibing to that. He was fabulous. I bet he had a lot of fun as well. So what stuff is this Levi guy famous for? Which songs? Some of your favourite songs. 
Really? Yeah, the one that's like sugar pie, honey bun. Like no, he's he's that guy. Yeah, wow. honey bunch. That's it. Honey sugar bunch. Pie, honey bunch. <laughs> and also down in Acapulco. It's a big deal then. Yeah, no, they're a huge deal. Let me show you on Spotify. Five point two monthly listeners. No, five point two million <laughs> monthly listeners. You love those songs. So and it was deal. um like you were saying, it's a really expressive voice as well, oh, isn't it? Yes, I think it's great because it is literally a plant that you're watching. But I think you get so much, like, instead of facial expressions and, like, that kind of movement, because you don't get that with a plant, you just hear all of that so clearly in his voice. He's so expressive. That plant has more personality than some actors in other films. I think, he, I think he's amazing. His voice is brilliant. And I think it must have been so much fun for him to play because, like, those four top songs, like you said, are fabulous classics. But, like, this is completely different. Yeah, and it's got so much character. Like you say, it's just, like, a proper fleshed-out role. Yeah, and they're like all the like funny lyrics, like the silly puns, the kind of cheeky bits. That's a bit great. Yeah, and this is what I was kind of saying about the high points. Like anything with the plant was just brilliant. The songs are so good. Yeah. Just really funny. Just feed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we go back to the beginning? Because I, I I really like the start. Actually, I love the opening scene. I yeah. thought the song was great. It was very musically classic musical though, mm. in a nice way. Yeah, and it actually really reminded me of one of my favourite Disney films of all time, Hercules. Because it had the three ladies singing. They were kind of like the three muses, like yeah. setting up the whole thing, describing the location. The it Greek was just... chorus. The Greek chorus, exactly, yeah. I um, like that as well. And I also thought, like, with the start, um, it really felt like, obviously it felt like a set, it was a movie set, but it felt like it could have been a on-stage set that they were walking around. Mm. Like, it looked just like the stage, not like a typical film. Yeah, totally right. It felt like a proper kind of, like, old-school soundstage. And it was just so detailed and just felt, like, very lived in, didn't it? But also yeah. quite artificial. Skid Row. Yeah, Skid Row. <laughs> was Skid Row the second song? I think it, it might have been. been. But that's, yeah, that's where they live. Great name, right? Yeah, this is, I guess this is where we get into the kind of ups and downs. I thought, weirdly try to tackle, like, obviously some quite serious issues, like poverty and, like, domestic abuse with the lady, who I can't remember what her name was now. What's her name? I mean, Audrey. Audrey, of course. <laughs> Audrey won. The plant was Audrey I forget? <laughs> She's a big deal, um, man. <laughs> Yeah, and the kind of challenges of living in an urban environment. But then was just like super silly and, and kind of, you know, over the top as well. So it's just... Yeah, but like, they weren't necessarily trying to like tackle those issues and have like a big grand statement. Do they, does it have to be? No, not at all. It? Like... it was just trying to reflect them, I suppose. And like it kind of did in Skid Row. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the songs that went off on a bit of a tangent when I was kind of like, okay, well, let's let's kind of get on with the story now. It kind um, of, I liked that though. Like, I liked that, like you say, like some sort of like serious topics. And like you saw, like, yeah, you saw the poverty, people having a hard time, like the abuse from him, he was obviously awful to her. Like that wasn't, they didn't shy away from that. That's like really real stuff in today's world and all of that. We shouldn't hide away from it, it's very real. And then to just contrast that with a literal man-eating plant from outer space, <laughs> like... I actually think that's great. It wasn't yeah. all, like, fantastical. It was just showing, like, a really difficult life. Flip turned upside down by you, a plant. Yeah, you like the kind of the clash between the, yeah, the dark Yeah, I think it worked. The, I think yeah. it worked. Like, and I think it, it brought the kind of, like, romance part of it. It made it almost more, like, heartfelt because, like, it was all really silly and comedic and just, like, insane. But, like, at its core, they were just, like, two sweet people. Quite a sweet love story. Yeah. But you did have both. Those kind of trickier issues that it showed maybe 
was why we cared about them and like were invested in the love story. If you were invested in the love story, I mean, <laughs> well, I yeah. was. Maybe you weren't. Let's get into the love story. I mean, it was very nice and they're both very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, which you can't complain about. But because they both had quite silly voices, I found I did find it a little bit harder to connect with them or empathise with them. Like I found them very funny characters. But in terms of, like, fully investing in their romance, I did find it a little bit harder. You didn't believe that she loved Seymour? <laughs> yeah. I, I believed it. I totally believed it. I was just like, these two are just really funny. I'm just waiting for them to do something funny next. And yeah. then they'd launch off into, like, a five-minute romantic ballad. Um, but you loved the ballads, because she went from her, like, silly voice into, like, absolutely insane powerhouse vocals. She was... It was mad, yeah, because she, yeah, she had this funny high-pitched voice and then would just, like, bust out this insane, these insane pipes. Yeah, what a queen. Get you a girl that can do both. <laughs> I was going to, oh, that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Great line. I've written a note here as well, like, how many nerdy florists actually exist as well? Oh. <laughs> you know, you feel like, when well. you think of a florist, you think just think of a kind of floaty fairly posh middle-aged lady don't you really i mean we've not spoken to any yet for our wedding so maybe when we're on the hunt for a vendor we'll actually find some nerdy florists just like seymour let's go for the nerdiest one we can find watch, watch out for what plants he suggests though nothing <laughs> what did they say like oh it was strange and unusual like everyone just kept coming in the door that's a strange and unusual plant something like that <laughs> yeah that's that would that, be me that would be, be me when we look for them <laughs> But yeah, if they try to sneak in any extra plants for our wedding service, then well, what about we know the to look one out. With his little lips. I've also written here during the Skid Row song, they kept saying downtown, and I kept wanting to sing downtown. downtown. Oh my god! But they never I didn't did think sing that, downtown. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And also wrote down, they don't make fun films like this anymore, which I think is true. Yeah. We obviously talked about them potentially wanting to make a remake with, was it like Scarlett Johansson and someone else? Who was oh, the guy? who was it? It wasn't Chris Evans, was it? It might have been Chris Evans. Was it Chris Evans? Yeah. Was he as the, as no. the dentist? Yes, the dentist. The Steve Martin Something character. The dentist. <laughs> oh, amazing. I'd forgotten that entirely. So, he would um, be so good at that part. Yeah, but I was kind of thinking, like, would it kind of fit nowadays? But I wish they would make more films like this that are just, like, purely yeah. fun. Not necessarily kind of straight comedies, but just, like, a good time at the cinema, basically. I agree. I think I thought when it started, and it was so fun and so wacky, I think I said to you, like, just don't make films like this anymore. And it's a real shame, because, like... It doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's quite like it's original. So many films, this is, I mean, this is a very sweeping statement, but so many films these days are just like, you know, they fit in their box. They're not original, they're not unique anymore, and like, there's not that many original ideas anymore. That no. was completely different. That's nice, it's refreshing. It was, it, it wasn't a sequel, it wasn't it, like it a was dark bonkers. franchise film, it was just. It, its own kind of unique idea, which was great. Standalone silliness. I actually really enjoyed the kind of deliberately super stiff acting as well. Like I say, like just something you just don't get anymore as well. Just deliberately kind of being daft, but also being yeah. like putting up this facade. Like I say, maybe makes it slightly harder to fully connect with the characters. Ah, yeah. um, I thought there was enough heart to connect, but I know what, I know what you mean. Let's talk about all the other plants though, because I can see why you love this film because yeah. you are a huge house plant yeah. mum. 
Oh, my babies. <laughs> yeah, so it was right up your street, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I loved that. I was literally looking around while it was on at all of the houseplants in here, and I was like, which one is most likely to turn into an Audrey too? And we know which one it is. That one down there, dying a little bit in the corner. It, it's never been happy since the day we got it, and maybe it's because it wants blood. <laughs> I think it might, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not going to volunteer, but you can... It's yeah, the only thing it. it's not. I've not tried. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other songs. So there was the song that Audrey did. I can't remember what it was called now, but it was kind of... Somewhere that's green. Was that it? Yeah, it was kind of weirdly touching, where she was imagining living in a nice house with a little picket fence and a green lawn. Yeah, it was kind of weirdly moving in amongst a couple of scenes that were, like, quite funny. That's Um, a really classic song. Is it? Yeah, like, it's one of the big ones from that, and it's, like, it's a big deal. I think a lot of people say that's one of the top ones of the musical. Like I say, it's touching. I think this is where, like... We're talking about whether we connect or don't connect with characters. Like, that was so lovely and so touching. You really are rooting for her after that. With a little magazine, flicking through, picturing their little life. It's lovely. That is interesting then, that the, I guess, the two biggest songs in the musical are the ones that are kind of ballady, quite serious, um, quite introspective ones, because the other ones suddenly see more, isn't it? Which is one I had heard of, and I had heard the name before. Love it. We were just listening to that one again, and her voice <laughs> just mad. Where She's does that insane. come from? The actress, I should give her her name because that's unfair to not. Ellen Green. She was the one that did it off Broadway for a good number of years before oh, they made it into a film. Cool. So, like, no wonder she's got such an amazing voice. Like, and it's so perfect for the part. Like, it is her part. Yeah. On she's stage singing, and on film. She's singing to the back of the stalls every time, then. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't talked about Steve Martin yet. Oh. I'm sorry, we have to. So, I... You have thought. I thought Steve Martin's best role was maybe in Roxanne, maybe in Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen this. <laughs> he is yeah. just unbelievably good. Insane. It's a highlight of his career, no doubt. I think so. Just a fantastic part. So, so funny. The semi-sadist dentist. He was so good. So, so good. I've only seen one of those two films you mentioned, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, and I've seen that a long time ago. I haven't seen the other one. I don't know what else he's been in. I'm not, like, Steve Martin expert at all. So I don't know, like, the chronology of what he did when. Was this, like, was he famous when he did this? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, because I because this was kind of early... No, late 80s, 86, it? it says. I don't know if that, how accurate that is, I but think, I think it says 86. I think by then he was. I think he was quite a big star, kind of, in the 80s, and, like, quite Amazing. a well-known comedian and stuff, yeah. So then he came in to do this? I've written here, I never thought Steve Martin would be a good joker, but <laughs> now I do. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, his laugh and his, like, cackle, riding off on the motorbike. Oh, my God. Just being super evil and aggressive at other moments. Just fantastic. Again, like, his face, like, just contorted with some of the, like, scenes into, like, madman. Yeah. <laughs> but so well done. And, and such like... a good part, and he must have had, like, so much fun doing it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, one thing that I thought was interesting. I don't know if it was singing so much, but, like, he was... Doing some mannerisms of the old Elvis. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was. It was. It was obviously meant to be the case. Mm. I didn't really know why though, like, because he wasn't a dentist. No, I think he was. He was just trying to be like a kind of douchey fifties guy, wasn't he? Like the oh, hair. Oh, was Elvis and... douchey? No, Elvis wasn't douchey, but I, he, I don't know. It was just like a. 
He's kind of seemed like the bully in like a 50s film, mm. in a way, didn't he? Like leather jacket, motorbike, funny hair. But that can be a cool thing. Like in Greece, the T-Birds are kind of cool. Well, yeah, it's true. But they, for some reason, they just seem to style him in that way. Yeah. Even though it kind of seemed like the whole thing was set in the 50s or 60s, was it? Yeah, I think so. It kind of seemed... I said maybe 60s. It really played into kind of the cheesy T-Birds. retro stuff. The other thing I thought, this is a complete change of subject again. I'm really sorry. Did you think it was like comic booky? I don't mm. read comic books, so I feel like you're the expert, but kind of just like over exaggeratedness and like the bright colours and some of the like dialogue, you could just imagine it being like a comic book strip. Totally. Now 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 you say it, I mean I hadn't thought it at all, but now you say it, it makes absolute sense, yeah. Because yeah. you could almost imagine like little kind of biff pal yeah, yeah, things yeah. like coming out of the screen. And like you know when the like the plant is there and it's like bursting out of its box like in the in the page because it's so big and outlandish and it stretches over. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, we're gonna have to look up now where they've done a comic. Of it, <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. I bet someone has, right? It's, yeah. Some big fan on the internet. Seemed like it. But yeah, just going back to Steve Martin, he it was just oh, what a good character. I was just wondering how dentists feel as well watching that. <laughs> like whoever wrote this, clearly not a fan of going to the dentist at no. all. That character though that did like going to the dentist. <laughs> yes. Bill Murray. Oh my God, the Bill Murray cameo. Oh my, I, I can't ever unsee that. It was fantastic, and it was so funny as well because it completely threw. Steve Martin's character off his stride as well. Yeah. And like completely upended that funny power dynamic. Yeah. Where he was like in control of his patients. And he wanted them to feel the pain, not enjoy it. Yeah, this guy (laughs) just came out of nowhere and was that was all he wanted. Yeah, that was very funny. So so good. Love a bit of Bill Murray as well. Yeah, he was great. Again, would have been quite a big star at the time, I think. So it would have been around, like, Ghostbusters kind of time and stuff. So, yeah, yeah just popping up for a little, little appearance. Uh, you kind of got the feel that this was made within the circles of comedy at the time. Comedy actors and writers and stuff. I can't remember who was the guy that played Seymour. I think he was, like, a fairly well-known comedian as well, maybe. Oh, was he? I don't know. So Seymour was Rick Moranis. Do you know who him? I don't really know, but I... I recognise the name. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, yeah. Spaceballs, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There you go, so it's a Ghostbusters reunion, only two, two years later. Oh my god, sorry. I saw this after we um after we watched it, and I didn't realise it was her. Miriam, is it Margulies? Oh yeah. Is that who you say her name? Yeah, yeah. Did you know that she was in it? <laughs> I noticed that, I yeah. did not notice it. <laughs> who did she play against? She, she was, was she a like dental a... nurse. Yeah. Like quite a minor part. I did not even notice it was her at all. Yeah, I was... I was going to bring it up when we watched it but I found it really funny because suddenly in that one scene there were loads of recognisable faces who have said Steve Martin Bill Murray and then Miriam as well yeah true who lives kind of near us yeah she loves our favourite Thai restaurant yeah <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Cher Thai <laughs> oh, at John Candy as well John Candy yeah yeah that was a good little cameo yeah, yeah. he was very funny it very was good. brief but very yeah. funny yeah, that was a good. That was the he was the radio host, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was good. So many. Yeah, it was just really, really funny. And like I say, it was the one kind of knock I'd give to it was that it was a little bit all over the place. Like I say, tonally. Like I say, when you hit the high points, like the bit with the dentist and all the stuff with Audrey too, it was just phenomenal. Loved it. It was pretty iconic. There were just so many like great lines, great puns, great lyrics. I wish more of them were, like, used in daily life. I mean, would you give it any kind of 
comparisons to Rocky Horror as well because I personally I preferred Rocky Horror to this. Yeah. I thought it was it obviously there are a lot of things to make them quite similar. They're mm. both quite outrageous, but Rocky Horror was more outrageous. They had a similar kind of cheesy retro tone to them. The voices were quite silly and stuff. They both got aliens from outer space. They've got aliens from outer space, and they're both like super tongue in cheek as well. Um, and great actors, actresses. I think were a bigish deal at the time. Yeah, doing something silly. I enjoyed Rocky Horror more just because I think it pushed the kind of outrageousness a little bit further. I don't know. It's just potentially more fun and over the top. I mean, I love Rocky Horror, so you can't. I can't compare because I adore that. I've seen it so many times on stage and on film. I just love it. Do you like it as much as? Do you like this as much as Rocky Horror? No, I don't. But I, I did really enjoy it. I, I don't like it as much. And like, I think this had great songs, but I also think that Rocky Horror had maybe more better songs. Yeah, I, um, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. There were great songs, but I preferred the Rocky soundtrack. Um, yeah, and they both kind of played into like a slightly creepy but also very funny tone. Yeah. In a similar way, but Rocky Horror just maybe pulled off slightly better. Yeah, I mean, like, I chose this as our Halloween film because I don't like scary films. Both of them fit that kind of kind of creepy, kind of weird, kind of spooky vibe. So, yeah, there's a lot of similarities for sure. We were talking about the crawl at the beginning, a bit kind of Star Wars y with the oh, yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. And because that was quite weird and quite out there, I kind of thought this film was going to go a bit like it does with Rocky Horror at the end, where it just kind of goes a bit nuts and there's all sorts of weird sci-fi stuff going on. Well, it's funny you mention that, because I didn't know until I was looking later, it had a whole different ending film. No way. Did you know this? No, I didn't. No, so I kind of thought it was going to go, like I say, something like Rocky Horror where, like, Audrey 2 maybe gets beamed up back to her home planet or something like that. <laughs> but it, yeah, it obviously didn't go that far. But yeah, give me this, hit me up with this um, alternative ending. So there was a completely alternative ending and I'm pretty sure it was filmed and it was really quite a long ending, I think. Original 23 minute finale based on the ending of the musical. They fully shot it, they showed audiences and audiences did not like it. They had to go back to the drawing board and change change the ending. And oh, wow. the ending that would have been would have been like the crazy bonkers ending that I think you're kind of talking about. Like mm. Audrey 2 succeeds and Audrey 2 takes over the world. <laughs> Literally. Um, let me see what it actually said in the plot. I'm surprised then that they the audience didn't like that because like I say, it was people were maybe a little bit more in tune to that kind of thing in musical films after Rocky Horror. So you wouldn't have found it such a weird shock. This is the bit that really tickled me when I read it. Audrey 2 buds become a worldwide craze grow into an army of monstrous plants that begin to take over the earth. Giant Audrey 2 plants are shown toppling buildings, destroying cities, and eating people. The United States Army fights the buds as they ascend the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> and Audrey 2 bursts through the movie screen, lunging at the audience. Wow. That's your ending. I, li- I-, I love that. That sounds fantastic. I, I need think, to see the alternative cut. I think we can probably get that. I think it is like on some DVD or something. Like, we'll be able to find it. Mm. So they filmed the whole thing and, and it was all produced and everything? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Was then, this the ending that you saw in the musical? I don't think so. No. No. No, I don't think so. But I think, yeah, that is the musical, the original, original musical that ending. And there's the whole thing around, like, you know, it worked on stage, but when people are wanting to watch stuff on TV, they want that, like, happy ending, that nice, like, romance, everything's okay again. And, yeah, obviously, audiences preferred that, and that's where they went with. But 
I can't remember the original writers, producers, whatever. I think you said them who they were earlier. Disappointed, and they still like. I think preferred the original ending that they'd done. Mm. They just had to like accept that for like audience enjoyment, they they couldn't roll with it. So like the studio stepped in and put a stop to it. I know it was a studio, but yeah, I mean after the audience test audiences did not like it. Mm. They had to change. I can kind of see why they scrapped that in the end, though, because twenty-three minute finale as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I can see. I can see why they scrapped it because it would have jarred quite a lot with all the more touching moments, like we mentioned, when the touching songs and you really kind of them angling you to invest in this relationship. It maybe wouldn't have worked so well to just have such a bleak, apocalyptic ending. Well, I mean, you'd still get your romance, apparently, just in a bit of a sad way. So Seymour pulls Audrey from the plant's jaws, but she's mortally wounded. So Seymour sadly fulfills Audrey's dying wish to be fed to the plant, so that in a way, they will be there together forever. Some dark stuff. And then Audrey <coughs> then, Audrey too, tears down the shop, fishes out Seymour from the rubble, eats him, spits out his glasses and laughs victoriously. I want to see it. I've just seen I it. I want to see it too. You can get it. It was only 2012 when they leak, let it out. Let mm. it out? Let Audrey too. Let it out. <laughs> um, maybe we should find that. We should. That's really interesting because like I say, that sounds like a very much more like Rocky Horror-ish ending. Yeah. Which came first? Rocky Horror, I think. Although, it's interesting you say that because we obviously talked about the 1960 film version, which came before Rocky Horror. And the film version was made into a musical and then the musical was made into this new film version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People just can't get enough of Little Shop of Horrors. No, they can't. It was very good. I really liked it. Should we start wrapping up? Yeah, happy to wrap up. Last week, we well, last couple of weeks... We haven't quite got our star rating set. The first week, I think we did five stars. Second week, ten stars. Does that mean we go to, like, 20 stars? We just keep doubling. I mean, it's not a bad five, idea. 10, 20, 40, 80. <laughs> 40. <laughs> 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 Multiplying, it... like, the Audrey 2s. Oh, wow. Yeah, bursting out of the growth. screen. Bursting out of your podcatcher oh, into your cute little room. birds with their little kissy lips. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, how could you judge... I could give something 110 out of 160. And... <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. You you were trying to pin down, are we going to do five stars or out of ten? I think we should go for ten. You want to go for ten? Let's go for ten. Yeah, because then we're not dealing with any of the nonsense of like half stars I mean, as well. I still might. Yeah, 0. 0.5, so... Two and a half out of ten. <laughs> not for this think? one. Well, oh, yeah, my God, you maybe hated three. my choice so much. <laughs> no, my, my honest verdict i'd say would be if we're going with our stars i'd say seven and a half out of ten that's more generous than i expected from you yeah i i I really enjoyed like i say the the peaks were very high peaks for me kind of sagged a little bit at times but those good moments really just won me over and made it worth watching the whole thing yeah what about you i think i'm gonna assume that i keep going around the same place on all of these i think i've done you know fours, sevens, eights, whatever. Um, here, I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say an eight. I was originally going to go 7.5, but I do think the voice of Audrey 2 <laughs> and the like little root tapping to the bass that was just pumping during his songs, I loved that. It was so good, isn't it? Like the talent. Yeah. We cannot we cannot dispute the talent, so I'm going to go with an eight. Fantastic. And was it better than the musical is the big question. Oh, I can't answer that. I can't answer that. 
No. I'm glad I've seen it really though, like yeah. the proper thing. Um, I love the musical. Let's start thinking about next week then, I suppose. Yeah, let's start thinking about next week. Your turn to choose. It's my turn to choose. Have you got something in mind? I've got something lined up. I'm, I'm ready to go. Of course you have. Mm-hmm. Do you want to announce it? Yeah, give you me ready? a drum roll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Drum roll. What's it going to be? We're going down the Intel Boy right wing rabbit hole with... 1999's The Matrix. What is that? <laughs> is that like The Matrix film? The Matrix. The Matrix. Why did you have? Why did you give it a longer name? What did you say? 1999's The Matrix. Oh, so you just named the year. Oh, that threw me off. I thought you were going to like. <laughs> it was like some weird numbered thing, like 1999 Space Odyssey or something. Matrix 99. Yeah. So no, just, sorry for throwing you off, but it is just The, the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. Cool. How do you feel about that? I think I'm probably quite excited. I've never seen it, um, but it's always one of those films where I'm like, I should watch it, and I think I'd like it. And I like Keanu Reeves. Um, what was that film that he was in that I love? Oh, my God, The Surfing one. Uh, Point Break. Point Break. Point, so Point Break was before The Matrix came out. Maybe his big break. Oh, Maybe his big Point Break. He was fabulous. Point Break in all our hearts. <laughs> I mean, he kind of... That was good. That was really good. Thank you. His spontaneity. He acts in rather similar way for this one as well. He kind of does the same for everything, really. No, he's, he's not great. in John Wick. And we don't want to talk about John Wick, because I don't like John Wick. Yeah, if it's Point Break, but with lots of green... Zeros and ones, binary shares, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I'm excited. It's all good, I'm yeah. To it. I mean, I gave it a slightly harsh introduction, I think. We'll obviously talk more about this next week, but it's a film that obviously has transcended the cultural conversation quite a lot and more recently has been co-opted by certain communities. <gasps> Is that because of the pill thing? Yeah, the whole red pill, blue pill thing. Yeah, fine. Um, I hadn't even that... put two and two together on that, but yeah. No. I knew that that was a Matrix thing. Yeah, and I mean, the, the filmmakers are really Demon. upset about it. So it, it'll be really interesting to watch it without all that kind of context baggage and just see if it still stands up as a good sci-fi film because it is thought of as, you know, one of the best and most influential sci-fi films of all time. We might end up talking about that though, if you know what I'm like. Let's let's watch it for what it is. It sounds like it could be a more serious conversation compared to Little Shop of Horrors. It could That's be good. it could be more controversial, you know, different opinions about it. In trouble. <laughs> and more importantly, you guys can hear our opinions on whether we're all living in a simulation. So tune in for that next week. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'm excited. Nice Thanks one. for picking it. Yeah. Great. So that's it. So send in your suggestions or thoughts about Little Shop of Horrors to your choose at gmail.com. We'd love mm. to hear them. Um, and obviously any suggestions for future weeks. And we will see you back here next week for The Matrix. See you then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.